Well, now I'm recording. Excellent. Now we're both recording. <clears throat> we, How uh, far into your recording are you? Uh, two minutes. Okay, I'll do my. I'll just do my thing and sync it up. Yeah, I mean, I can I can delete this if that's easier. But nah, it's fine. Okay, are we are we gonna uh, try and get an episode of import on the end of this as well? Is that the plan? Yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, that, that suits me. Yeah, we'll just let it let it ride and see what happens. We'll just just you know vibe it out. Yeah. Cool. We'll just vibrate it out. You know. Yeah, Sometimes yeah. you gotta vibrate it out. You just gotta vibrate it out, as happens a lot in this show. Although it didn't happen much this week. No, but <laughs> what the fuck happened this week? <laughs> <laughs> a great many truly horrible things. Hello, welcome to Rush Jet Radio, a full franchise Mega Man retrospective podcast. I'm Nora. And I'm Curly. And today we watched episodes 5 and 6 of Mega Man. Uh, after some arguments last time over what episodes 5 and 6 were. Yeah, that, di- that did happen. <laughs> we, we, came to a conclu- we came to a consensus though. Yeah. We're in agreement now. So we watched Robosar Park and The Mega Man in the Moon. Yes. Oh, oh boy, did we. Good heavens. Oh boy, did we. So our summary for Robosar Park is a new theme park has opened called Robosar Park and Dr. Light helped construct the Robo Dinosaurs. But Dr. Wily's robots gained easy access thanks to the crooked operator of the park and reprogrammed the dinos to go on a rampage. Then Dr. Wily releases a serum that is meant to transform robots into primates, and Mega Man roll and rush catch it. If a cure is not delivered soon, Mega Man will become Mega Caveman. (laughs) There's a lot of and then, and then, and Uh, then in this episode. This episode is extremely and then. I I came out of this episode like, wow, this is going to be the weird episode this week. And well, I mean, I guess we'll see how that turns out. But, uh... Like, so first of all, Robo Jurassic Park is a pretty kooky premise for an episode of the Mega Man Ruby Spears cartoon. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the proprietor of the park has another one of this show's, I guess now trademark, best guess accents of a man who is <laughs> clearly like, who has heard of Australians and would love to meet one one time, but, uh, <laughs> is just doing it, doing his darndest anyway at an Australian accent. Dinosaurs! <laughs> Dino DNA. <laughs> he sure That's do not love what dinosaurs. He sounds like I just wanted to say that <laughs> he loves uh, his they dinos. Have, they have some sick cars in this in this park. Yes, the future cars in this park are very future. It's true. Uh, it's worth mentioning that I think Jurassic Park came out months before this. Oh wow! Okay, <laughs> or like less than a year. Um, well, that's a. Uh... That's something. I wonder if that speaks to, you know, parallel thinking or just the <laughs> blistering turnaround time of this maybe, show. <laughs> maybe it's maybe I'm wrong. When did Jurassic Park come out? Jurassic Park uh, opened 
in summer of 93. This was in fall of 94. Okay. So still. I was off by a little bit. <clears throat> That's um, still pretty quick. It's pretty quick. Uh, we have to remember that Mega Man 1994 by Ruby Spears did start on September 11th. We just it have did. to keep that in our we, head. We have to keep that uh, in our minds. Just to anchor the timeline here, it did start on September 11th, uh, 1994. Uh, it's just something to keep in mind. So uh, early on in this episode, we have uh, this week's this this episode's like you know starring guest Robot Master in Toad Man, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. who who Mega Man refers to as a frog at least once, which is very annoying. But uh, they're basically the same. <laughs> yeah, same thing, same thing. Um, uh, so Toad Man opens this episode by swimming into Robosaur Park. Uh, emerging in one of the lakes that they have there and reprogramming a couple of the dinosaurs. Uh, now, he does this by... This... Uh, sorry, you got it. Some of you have heard this one before, but um, the plan here is to take a robot that is good and sort of <laughs> reprogram it and yeah. to make it bad. Yeah, just uh, just open up a panel on the leg, flick a couple of switches, and it's bad now. Not only is it bad, but as he walks away... <laughs> As the dinosaurs sort of wander off into the distance to begin carnage, uh, Toadman wanders off and says, Don't worry, boys, you're on Dr. Wily's payroll now. <laughs> Are they getting paid? Apparently the uh, the, di- the robo-dinos will be drawing a salary in, in Dr. Wily's new world. Are they? Do they have enough free will to unionize? <laughs> Maybe that's what our Ruby Spears series would be about. <laughs> Yeah, that's what it would be. <laughs> um, the carnage starts when the T-Rex reaches down with its hand and picks up the park man. The park man. I think his name is Otto. I, you only sort of get it once or twice, maybe, and it's not in this episode summary. So, uh, And then they start wrecking the cars, running around, just sort of like grabbing people. But not eating them, just grabbing them. Yeah, and I know I've mentioned it before, but it really struck me again during this scene where the the, the, the park man gets picked out of the car, Mega Man shoots at the dinosaurs, but not the dinosaur with, that has holding the park man, Roll scoops the park man up with a, a vacuum cleaner, and like, it's the same format of bad thing happens, bad thing is immediately resolved, but before they can celebrate resolution another bad thing happens and it happens like so thick and fast and the music changing with it is just chaos like it's sensory overload it's which it's worth mentioning that the robot in front of the car picks up the park man but then when it cuts to be behind the car the robot saw in the front does not have the park man and the other robosaur has the park man so they've just <laughs> traded places <laughs> For no reason. Yeah, it's something that will come up again later in uh, this episode, but, like, the blocking in this show is just insane. Like, like nobody is anywhere consistent for more than two seconds. It's just like, as soon as, soon as you look away from someone, they could be anywhere else in a scene. Or in the world. Or in the world, yeah, exactly. Uh, another very funny bit, this show's commitment to one-liners is... Uh, sort of on display again, where Mega Man shoots a, di- a Robosaur. Uh, it, like, lunges at him with its head. He's in a car. 
he jumps up out of the car and the, the dinosaur's head like sort of gets stuck in the car. Mega Man lands on the dinosaur's head and says, that takes care of him. When it very obviously does not. This dinosaur <laughs> is many times the size of the car and indeed just stands up with the car on its head. And Mega Man's like, oh, I guess that didn't work. Yeah, and then all the dinosaurs are t- are there. They're teaming up. The robot masters show up too. Doctor Wily finally shows up and like says some lines. And watching this with me, Autumn realized what Doctor Wily sounded like at this point. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, Mega Matt, like they're all uh, so they're, they're like, oh, we're overwhelmed by dinosaurs. We got to run. We got to we got to get out of here. The park man says, over here, there's an exit, a secret exit through this lake. They go and stand in the lake. Mega Man and Roll meet Otto and uh, Dr. Light standing in the lake. And then Toad Man emerges from the lake. And Mega Man says, Phew, they, Dr. Wily should have sent more than just an oversized frog to catch me. And then Toad Man says, he did. And then the Robot Masters are there. And then also, <laughs> the park proprietor <laughs> was a traitor the whole time. <laughs> And his motivation, get this, folks, the reason that he is helping Dr. Wily defeat Dr. Light is because it was man that should have gone extinct, not the dinosaurs. Man didn't exist when the dinosaurs existed. (laughs) The dinosaurs are robots. There's a lot of holes in this ideology. Oh, are there? Because, one, we won't get any more details about that. Two, the dinosaurs are sort of... Like unrelated to the rest of the episode. Yeah, they're just a, they're just this this show's sort of vague threat. That oh yeah, actually I completely forgot as well. Like I was reading the first half of my notes and I was like, oh yeah, this is what this episode is about. And then I looked at the second half of my notes and I was like, oh actually no. Two minutes from now, <laughs> the trajectory of this episode completely changes. The dinosaurs like- are still there, but they're not important to the episode. <laughs> yeah, it's like they just. <laughs> They made two episodes, but didn't have enough meat for either of them to be a real episode, so they just kind of hammered them together. Um, And the result is just mad. It's just... So, basically, Toadman shoots a rocket into the sky that creates... Acid rain. rain. An acid rain cloud. Yep. But... In order to combat that, Mega Man shoots a single buster shot into the lake, thus evaporating a lot of water very, very quickly. And diluting the acid rain, I guess? Dilutes the acid and turns the acid clouds into normal clouds. I mean, I appreciate the uh, the dedication of the Ruby Spear staff to the, the Mega Man source material, like... You're like, oh, let's get Toad Man in this episode. And someone in the writer's room is like, oh, cool. Who's Toad Man? What's his power? And then the person who has played the video game is like, Acid Rain? How do we how do we incorporate Acid Rain into our <laughs> kids' show? So they just have him have a like a, a real like missile ass, you know, warhead full of acid rain clouds. And, you know, it's like it's established pretty quickly that this 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 acid rain would absolutely turn a person into soup, but uh, Mega Man gets them out of there in time, so it's okay. And as last time we encountered acid, uh, he does say, "Oh, it's almost 
time to be worried about the acid. <laughs> yeah. As it's raining on his face and hands. <laughs> but it only really affects one little patch on his arm that goes away mysteriously after yeah. we cut. It gets a, it gets, yeah, a patch of his armor gets discolored, and then the, that's over now. Don't worry about it. Uh, so, Dr. Wily flies away. Uh, acid rain is happening. Yeah, in the commotion from the acid rain, Doctor Wily escapes. Uh, and then having... we get in. What is it that they were even doing there? Like they weren't there to get the dinosaurs, or maybe they were. Maybe they needed the dinosaurs. For... I can't remember. But uh, like it's while they're big. escaping, Doctor Wily calls the fucking Doctor Doctor Wily Doctor Light calls the fucking Robo Troops, the Robo Commando Squad. <laughs> Like, uh, speaking of, like, things that tie together these two episodes, it's amazing that, like, any Jeopardy can exist in this show, or rather, I guess, that this show has so much of the world in it, because Dr. Wily and Dr. Light seem to be just such dominant forces on a global scale. Like, Dr. Dr. Light, by the way, built the dinosaurs that are in Robosaur Park, and also now he's calling in a robot military that he made. <laughs> It's unclear who runs or owns the Robo Commando unit. Um, what government are they working for? Are they a PMC? I see. Is this I'm for... outer heaven for robots. Is this I'm... Mega Man's ultimate <laughs> destiny? I'm for PMC because, like, you could maybe. As far as I'm aware, there's nothing in this episode that suggests that they're not owned by some state. But also, Doctor Wiley, uh, Doctor Light calls them up on his phone. And they send every available unit to him immediately. So, you know, even if he's not directly in charge, he has a back door. And then Dr. Wiley is talking with his robot masters and he says, here's the de-evolution goo. Yeah, so Dr. Dr. Wiley wanted Dr. Light to get to send in the robo-commandos. That was all part of his plan because he has de-evolution glue. So, not content with corruption, TF, we have, uh, <laughs> I guess, bimbofication? <laughs> um, because this is a goo that, when it gets sprayed on a robot, makes them devolve, but not in terms of machine lineage. Yeah, no, they don't turn into, like, toasters. No, the toaster was in episode two. Yeah, that was an episode two thing. Um, no, that, what they mean is that the humanoid robots become caveman robots. Yeah, like, they spray, who gets it sprayed on them? One of the robo-commandos the gets it sprayed on yeah. them first. And he, like, he, he immediately develops a hunch, uh, his, for, his forehead grows bigger, and he grows, like, shaggy hair. <laughs> Uh-huh. To it's show that he really... is becoming a robo-caveman. It's it's quite uncomfortable as an it's image. Mo- it's movie caveman sort of design. Yeah. Um, all, like, looking at the screenshot, I thought this was also going to be a Planet of the Apes episode. Yeah, it, it really has that energy to it, but uh, no, nothing beyond the, uh, the imagery. But I guess. then Mega Man gets it, and then Roll gets it. Um, yeah. Roll doesn't look too good. No, uh, <laughs> Roll is uh, no, not looking great in cave cave mode. Um, and then so- Rush gets it, and when Rush gets it, he just his head changes a little bit. Yeah, his That's head all. changes a little bit, and like, 
I, I could almost hear in the delivery of the voice that Rush gives, they were like sort of struggling to figure out how to communicate that Rush was regressing, considering he is already bad Scooby-Doo voice. Like, Okay, which brings up a question of, is this bimbification or age regression or just species regression? Like, what sort of TF are we dealing with here? That's the question I want to ask. <laughs> And ask it you will as as we go on for the rest of this show, I think. <laughs> so they uh Dr. Dr. Light says, well this is this won't do. We need to get back to the, the my lab, I guess. So he scoops them up, takes them back to the lab. Uh he gets he gets roll on the operating table uh-huh. and I and I really and cannot <laughs> tell you how many things there are I would rather have seen than the chassis of Roll's robo-breasts. But, you know, that's in this show, I guess. She has... She's made of titanium. <laughs> bad. Very bad. <laughs> They're just big metal domes. <laughs> she also, also has, you- like, heart icons between them, which was like, okay... <sighs> Choice, choices um, were made here, folks. Choices were made. Oh my god, there are hearts. <laughs> Her tits look like buildings from Coruscant. <laughs> <laughs> the, entire, the entire bust is one big city. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You get a you get a sneak peek at Rolls Chrome Domes, and then uh, uh, uh-huh. what happens afterwards? The Doctor Light says, "I've got a." A fluid you can drink that'll stave off the the virus, but it won't make it go away forever. It'll only be temporary. Mega Man tries to be noble. The role says, "No, you've got a better chance at taking out Doctor Wily." But the whole time they're doing this, their speech is like awkwardly slurred and like you know stilted. Uh, Mega Man gets turned back to normal, and uh, God, then what happens? Uh, I'm I was taking a screenshot of. Rolls tits, sorry. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, you don't drink the goo, you get it injected into you, and then it makes your hair ungrow. Oh yeah, um, of course. Yeah, yeah, of course. And then they start cavemen ifying the cops. Yeah, they have uh, like they, uh they have like crop dusters. Um and then there's just wrecking the city with the dinosaurs also. Yeah, that's just happening in the background, like uh, and then Mega Man does an AT-AT maneuver to a T-Rex with a fire hose. Uh, I'm not really sure what this exchange means, but Cutman is like, oh, he can rip through that hose, no problem. And then Mega Man's like, but can he dance? And then turns on the water, and then the water <laughs> starts spraying, and then it makes the dinosaur fall over. <laughs> and then <laughs> Cutman goes flying... And then Mega Man hooks a Brontosaurus bot's tail into a train, and then Roll tries to make the train go, and then she gets uh, double age regressed. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rush and Roll both get double age regressed, for, you know, whatever that means. And then Rush gets a beard, (laughs) and then Roll is like big, beefy cave person and then 
uh, commercial break, and then uh, Mega Man starts to get the virus again. And yeah, so Mega he Man's falls like, oh, over. it's wearing off, and then he falls over, he has a little lie down. And then Eddie gives him an energy drink, and then Dr. Light has the antidote, and then <laughs> the Park Man takes the antidote, and then uh, Eddie tear gases the Robot Masters. Yeah, that happens. And, and then uh, everyone takes the antidote to Wily, and then... Mega Man shows up and steals it, and then they steal it back. No, and then, and then Dr. Light steals it, and then they trap him in a fissure, and they get it back. And then Wily <laughs> flies off with it, and then Mega Man takes Toad Man's gun and shoots Acid Rain into the sky, but then the Acid Rain melts through the ship that Wily is in and makes the antidote go into the clouds and it <laughs> saves the day. And then the fade out gag is that Rush finds a robo dino egg and then it hatches and imprints upon Rush and Rush becomes its mother. Just like in Metroid 2. Just like in Metroid 2. So if that was like if that seemed very hard to follow that's because it is. Trying to follow this show is really challenging <laughs> that like, was the last 10 minutes of the show that i yeah, just like and then and then yeah stuff happens and then stuff happens and then stuff happens the the one thing that like i noticed as an overarch like just just separately i want to point out that like i i have notes that roughly correspond to the events depicted on screen for the first like 10 minutes and then for the back half my note is, this show is so hard to follow, stuff just fucking happens. Which it, it does. It just happens. <laughs> it Events. just keeps happening. Events continue to take place at, at, at just a breakneck speed. The next one is a little easier to follow, I guess. But not, not much. A little, but not much. One thing that really st stuck out to me over the back half of this episode is I started to notice that uh, the, the, the park owner, the Australian guy, has like scales and talons uh-huh which is never nobody seems to care about that despite the fact that they they make sure to draw it on every time he's on screen is this like a, a, a an unpleasant stereotype of australians i wasn't aware of like what what is this it's so distracting <laughs> I guess the implication is that he's a descendant of the dinosaurs. Oh my god. And so he <laughs> wants to bring the dinosaurs back. He's a lizard man. Yeah. <laughs> I hate this show. Oh my god. Incredible stuff. Incredible stuff. So yeah, uh, in this episode, Chemical Warfare... Mega Man uses the chemical warfare, but it's good. So he, he just gets the the antidote on everyone. Uh, the last four minutes is like the show's usual format of rapidly changing music. Mega Man, you know, noticing a threat, outwitting that threat, and then saying a one-liner, but he's doing like stilted caveman delivery. So it just sounds really weird. Also, every robot that we see get infected is like... First it's the Robo Commandos, then it's 
garbage disposal robots, and then yeah. it's somebody's nanny. Yeah, it's a nanny robot. The, the, the nanny robot sort of regresses to an ape-like form, and immediately the child with them starts crying. It's like, okay. I've never been more relieved that a cartoon <laughs> refuses to depict people of color than I did watching this episode. <laughs> Jesus. They dodged kind of a bullet, I guess. In a way, they, I guess. They traded uh, one racism for a much bigger racism. <laughs> <laughs> um, what a fucking weird app. Yeah, it's a very, very weird episode. I don't really know how to unpack the caveman talk thing. Yeah, it's... Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's something um, that, you know... Has been, and in, at some level continues to be very popular as, like, mm-hmm. a, you know, fun thing to do to a character for a short time. But uh, it's it's not great <laughs> as a concept. <laughs> also, uh, the Australian guy just gets left behind, and, and that's like... Oh, no, he gets kicked into, a like, a tar pit by Rush or something, doesn't he? <laughs> Damn. This show. Good heavens. That's episode one. I have some trivia for you. I would love to hear it. Uh, On the back of the first season DVD box set and on the menu screen, the title of this episode is misspelled as Robosorrow Park. Oh, there you go. I was going to wait for you to say, is that all the... the all the truth. Oh, sorry. These are fun facts. This isn't trivia. (laughs) This is fun facts. Yeah, that's not very trivial. (laughs) The episode is partially a parody of the popular <laughs> Steven Spielberg movie Jurassic Park, which hit theaters just before this episode aired. But that's that's completely true, right? It's so partially a parody of Jurassic Park, like, <laughs> that barely plays into the themes of the episode if they can be said to exist. I've got some quotes for you. <laughs> I would love to hear them. Um, one from Proto Man. Give me that, you robo-twits. Oh yeah, they do a fucking hot potato like comedy bit with associated boing music when they get the initial flask of robovirus. Like Doctor Wiley's like, you, if you get that on you, you'll become stupid. And Gutsman's <laughs> like, Duh, I'm already stupid, and drops it, and someone else catches it, and then Proto Man catches it. Like, come on, guys, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> Cutman, after Rush ties up one of the Robosars with the fire hose. Nice try, Mega Jerk, but this Robo Rex will tear that hose to shreds. <laughs> um, but can he dance? <laughs> and then one last quote from Proto Man. Oh, yeah, I wanted to, yeah, I missed this one. Whatever turns you on, Wily. When, what is it? Mega Man is. What what what, what prompts that? I need to I need to remember what context I that line is he, in because it is it, it is, was very funny to me. It's in the big the big skirmish where they keep trading the antidote. It's at the beginning of that scene, I think. He tells Proto Man to go f- fight Mega or something. Yeah, yeah. He's like, go go get Mega Man. Proto Man's like, whatever turns you on, Wily. I, I, for some reason, I found that very funny. Oh, is it because of sex? Mm, yeah, I mean that's that. I guess yeah, that would be it. Um, but I guess it the... has a double entendre because most of the people in this show are robots who have, at some point in their life, literally been switched on the beginning of their life. In fact, um, 
I have now read almost every word on this page on the Mega Man knowledge base for Robosar Park. Yeah, that's that's it. That's all of it. That's it. <laughs> Stay tuned. We'll be right back after these messages. Mega Man. The next one is the Mega Man in the Moon. Which is untrue. He goes on the moon, not in the moon. Yeah, at no point does Mega Man enter the moon. Maybe at a very, like, surface level because of the speed at which he impacts it in the back half of the episode. But, uh... Dr. Wily and his robots hijack a space shuttle and plan on making a stop at a space station where a solar lens is being stored. If the lens is used for destructive purposes, it would be catastrophic. Wink, wink, wink. <laughs> and that's exactly what Wiley plans on using it for, should the world leaders not turn control over to him. Those pesky world leaders. Mega Man jumps into action, but things get worse when he finds out that the daughter of the captured shuttle pilot is caught in the middle of this. There's a bomb on board the station, Rush gets space sick, and Mega himself gets blasted by Wiley's deadly new weapon. And of course, we have the first and only appearance of Crystal Man from Mega Man 4. Yep. Crystal Man's here. So, I guess, space, we're, we're going to space now, like, this episode literally opens on a shuttle launch, and Mega Man, Dr. Light, and Roll are sat there with someone we've never met before, having a perfectly normal conversation <laughs> with them about how her dad is going to get on that rocket ship and fly to space. Tina is her name, and she's sitting between Mega Man and Light, as if they are just best buds. Yep, they're just best buds. Uh, so, the beginning of this episode is that. We, so we have that establishing shot, and then, as in every other episode, we cut immediately to Dr. Wily's Robot Masters arriving on the scene. Uh, they They enter the shuttle bay, and they kidnap the scientist, who is Tina's dad, maybe? Mm-hmm. Yes. And yeah, they do that. Uh, the robots who are place. like the robots who are like loading up the shuttle. Gutsman is like, "You better punch out, buddy!" <laughs> Shoves him <laughs> into a locker, slams the locker door shut, and then like punches the locker, which seemed excessive to me. But you know, to make it make it unopenable. I I guess I kind of got that, but. Mm. <laughs> Like in Metal Gear, when you punch the lockers and the the door will like fall in, so you can't use it. Ah, I see. That is, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Never mind. I retract my uh, my concerned statement. Good. Crystal Man's here. Crystal Man is here. Uh, it's a uh, it's it doesn't happen immediately. Like it, it, you get the first sign of it at the beginning of the episode, and then it happens again a couple more times. But uh, Crystal Man's unique power is to. Wave his hands around a lot and then throw a grenade. That's Crystal Man. <laughs> Please, he shoots the grenade. Yes, he that is true. He conjures and then fires it. It sort of, it sort of, like, uh, sequentially moves down his arm, which is the same shape as the grenade. But it is ju it's just a grenade. The thing about it is that the first time he shoots it, it doesn't explode. So I thought this was going to be a, an episode where he's just, like, throwing crystal balls at people. <laughs> just beaning people <laughs> with glass fucking, balls. He's going to fucking fushigi that Mega Man. <laughs> <laughs> going to be fucking um, labyrinth up in this bitch. <laughs> so Tina... Is in these stands watching as the vehicles carrying the ship parts go by. She gets out of the seat. She runs down in front of the jeep to stop it so that she can talk to her dad and hug him. But it's not her dad. 
Or yeah, she, she she yeah, it's it's not her dad, and she's like, "Whoa, why didn't my dad say I love you, Tina?" That's he's never been like that before. And then Mega Man's like, "If there's something wrong, I'll go and find out," and just fucking runs over to the 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 shuttle launch. And as he does this, he says, "Relax, teen," <laughs> as a contraction of Tina. But it made me laugh a lot. <laughs> Mega Man. Climbs into the shuttle, opens a closet, finds the astronauts inside, and then the robot masters attack. Um, Crystal Man fires his ball at Mega Man, and it just whaps him in the chest and knocks him off the platform. Yeah, and then Mega Man, like, so they're like, they're about to, there's like a minute left before they launch the, the rocket, and you know, rocket fuel burns pretty hot, so Mega Man's like, oh no, what if I get melted? And then he's trying to get off the launch pad, but his. His foot is caught in a a thing that in Mega Man's foot is caught beam. in. <laughs> like it's just quite like, how it happened is hook. just. Uh. <laughs> um. Anyway, he blasts his own foot to get free and runs away just to get to the stands. And they're like, "Where's Tina? I don't know. It's there's no time to find Tina. We have to go." Tell Mission Control that Dr. Wily has hijacked the shuttle. Tina has, of course, stowed away. Into the shuttle. Yeah, she's stowed away on the rocket. She's in. She's in space now. But you know, I, she'll be fine, I guess. Her dad had been to space. Maybe she's. He runs in the family, presumably. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like new types. Exactly. She's it's exactly type. like that. Tina's a new type. So, uh, Doctor Light calls the Mission Control on his phone. And, or do they go there in person? I think they go there in person. They go there in person. And then Dr. Light's like, Dr. Wily stole this this space rocket. Why would he do that? I can't think of why he would do that. And then Mission Control is like, I know why he would do that. To get the focusing lens for our sun-focusing super laser. Quite why we have a sun-focusing super laser is... (laughs) Left totally unaddressed by this episode. It's not important. It's just a thing that we have. We've made it. <laughs> um. Then they give uh, Mega Man a jetpack so he can go to space. Yep. I think they said something like a million pounds of lift or something. Yeah, yeah, it can generate a million pounds of lift, which seems kind of unnecessary. I don't know. How heavy is Mega Man? Like <laughs> Heavier than a boy. <laughs> yes. At least heavier than a boy. But uh, I would assume not as heavy as, for example, a passenger aeroplane. The kind of thing that crushed him to no, death at least once. But if if a passenger aeroplane were falling on roll and Mega Man pushed her out of the way, would Mega Man be okay? Well, clearly not, right? <laughs> the robots are playing cards on the on the shuttle. The robots are playing cards. Naturally, Cutman is told to cut the cards. So <laughs> they I just the, the construction of this joke is just like it's everything that is this show in a very short span. Gutsman is shuffling the cards. He presents them to Cutman, who is framed so you can see Gutsman, you can see <laughs> Crystal Man, and you can see Cutman. Cutman has scissors on his head. Gutsman <laughs> says, Cutman, can you cut the cards, please? Cutman is like, of course, leans forward, the scissors on his head, cuts the deck across the middle of the cards in half. 
and it falls everywhere. And Gutsman's like, hey, why did you do that? And Cutman is like, you said you wanted me to. And then he leaves a beat. Cut the cards. <laughs> it's just like, it's a joke. It's an obvious joke. And it's it's it becomes, like, it would have been funnier if you just, like, told it with a straight face. But for some reason, it is even funnier that it was so obvious they told it three times in the same span. Like, <laughs> Look, we gotta fill for time. <laughs> <clears throat> Mission Control calls the mayor... Of the space station? Or whatever? <laughs> yeah. The space station is, like, full of, I guess, military types. Um, they It looks like a fucking Gundam. Yeah. Because they're all, all in cords running around. Yeah, um, yeah. One of my favorite parts of this is... This is now Wily's assault on the space station... Gutsman lands on a bridge and just starts dodging, like, four people shooting lasers at <laughs> yeah. him. And he looks like he's playing DDR. Yeah, yeah, he does. He's just, like, has his hands on the bar and he's just just going for it. He's like, hey, this is Dr. Wily's space station now. This is Dr. Wily's space station and he wants you cats off the catwalk? Oh, yeah, 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 I remember that bit. And sweeps them all off. Crystal Man shows up, gets shot by a bunch of lasers... He's like, evacuate this area, and then they, he gets shot by lasers, and then he's like, perhaps I didn't make myself crystal, crystal clear. clear. And then he throws a grenade, <laughs> and all of yeah. the, the, the people with guns are dispersed. Presumably into the unforgiving vacuum of space. But, you know, out of sight, out of mind. Exactly. <laughs> uh, they go in to steal the lens, but it's protected by a force field. That will destroy it if you take it without the codes. Yeah, they're this, like, well, how are we going to get those codes? I bet the astronauts who were meant to do this mission ha- have them. <laughs> so they go back to the shuttle to get the astronauts. Um, and that's when Mega Man shows up. Yes, on his, on his rocket jetpack. But then, wait. He shows up, but then, but, but then, oh wait, Dr. Wiley's like, aha, while I was looking for the astronauts, I found Tina. And so now I have Tina. Um, so you're going to do what I say. Mega Man pieces off into space. Um, they get the lens. Uh, they fly away. Mega Man flies back to check that Tina's okay. Oh, oh, this is this is actually in both of these episodes. The scene that made me laugh the absolute most was uh, so I think so Mega Man is not there yet, or maybe he's left and is going to come back when they leave. Uh, they, yeah, they've they've secured everything, and Doctor Wily says like he's he's describing to you know the robot masters and the audience what his next moves are. They're going to go to the moon, install the focusing laser, and dominate the Earth with the, by evaporating all the oceans or whatever. Uh, and uh, they're all like, "Aha, uh-huh, yeah, great, that sounds cool. And then Dr. Wily turns to Proto Man and says, Proto Man, you know what to do. Proto Man says, don't I always? Walks across <laughs> the room, 
picks up a box that looks like a fire extinguisher and leaves. And that's it. That's the whole scene. And on a first viewing, it is not remotely clear that he is picking up the bomb that Dr. Wiley is about to mention in the next scene. I was I, I was screaming at this point. I was like, what is happening? Of course. Oh. Mega Man goes back up. Yes, he does. To get Tina, and then Wiley calls them and reveals that not only did he steal the lens and the astronauts, but he also planted a bomb on the space station. Nothing too fancy, just enough to destroy the entire station. But it will go off in one hour. (laughs) One hour. A little bomb. A little bomb. Uh, so Mega Man is like, well, I don't know how to find bombs. Who does? And then Doctor what Doctor Light says, oh, I designed Rush's nose to be able to smell anything. But how are we going to get him to space? And then the the chief of space says, well, we have a special experimental rocket that will get you to space in just less than an hour. And they say, that's great. We'll do that. <laughs> but then. Roll puts the ship into warp drive. Yes, and R- Rush gets space sick. Um, before he gets space sick, we see one more assault scene where Wily takes the base on the moon. Yes. Non-lethally, obviously. Well, it's guarded mostly by and, robots, right? And then, yeah... And then Gutsman busts through a door and tosses two guards aside and said, Here's Gutsman! Gutsman. <laughs> um. yeah, also very funny about the, 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 the shot just before the Here's Gutsman scene is, uh, like, so it's like, it's like a, a heavily defended moon. It's an artillery base on the moon defended by robots. And there are these two robots guarding the door with, like, big guns. And the shot of Gutsman getting through the door... He just he just walks up to them and swats them out of the way. They they don't even like he's not running. He just walks. They don't fire. He just he's just like move now, please, and they move. And then he pushes through the door, knocks over two more guards, and then delivers his one liner. Yes, here's Gutsman. Here's Gutsman. So uh, they they establish direct control. Uh, I think maybe before Rush arrives on the moon, Doctor Wiley gets to test fire his laser. I think Rush lands on the station and is space sick and burping a lot because that's yes. funny. And 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 um, like during and and it's established before Rush lands that so they're like they're frantically looking for this bomb. They can't find it because they don't have Rush yet. And Mega Man is like. We've only got three minutes left as he turns to look at his wrist, which has, like, two <laughs> flashing lights. It <laughs> says that he's got three minutes left. It's very much like How those... How does he uh, not find this bomb? I mean, it looked like a pretty big space station, to be fair. But, uh, yeah, so that's your that's your instant jeopardy. We've got three minutes before Mega Man, this young girl, and all of these science, scientists slash robots get exploded into oblivion. But as soon as Rush arrives in his space sick, we get the womp, womp, womp music as they're looking for this bomb that is going to explode and kill them. And Mega Man is like, he's never, this this sucks. Rush, Rush, you really suck. And we get wacky music as he's stumbling through the base, yep. sniffing it out. 
And then we get suspense music as he finds it. And then we get guitar riffs as Mega Man takes it and runs down the hall and chucks it into the space. Yep. Just zonks it straight into the nearby space where it explodes. It knocks him back, but everyone's fine. Everyone's like, thanks, Mega Man. Then Wily interrupts a meeting of the UN? I guess. The the world leaders, as they're called, I guess. But yeah, the UN. And he says that you have to... Hold, hand over control of your countries to me, or I will start shooting this laser. Yeah, he shoots it at the ocean, one of like a, a large body of water, and it instantly evaporates. And he's like, "Haha! If you don't hand over control in one hour, he's big on one hour. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll start firing at cities." Ha 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 ha! And the 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 world leaders are are like, "We'll never give in," but. They do, eventually. <laughs> they do it in the next scene. Yes, one hour later, presumably. Uh, so but before that happens, Mega yeah. Man is coming to the moon on his jetpack. Crystal Man gets the big super laser and shoots Mega Man with it. And he falls to the to the moon. Yeah, he just fucking face plants on the surface of the moon. And everyone's like, oh shit, Mega Man's fucking dead. <laughs> uh, um... Yeah, um, Rola and Tina are in a, a, a ship nearby, and Dr. L- Dr. Wiley says, surrender, or I will vap- ev- evaporate your ship. And they're like, okay, please don't shoot, they land. And Rola's like, Tina, make a break for it. And, and she does. Um, uh, they get caught, they get captured and thrown in yeah, moon they prison. They get immediately captured. Yeah, they get thrown in moon prison. But Tina stays escaped, and that's part of Dr. Light's plan to uh, to to get out of this sticky situation, is to say, look, just, uh, you need to, Tina, you need to go and reboot Mega Man. We, apparently that's, that's enough. Uh, whatever. Uh, there's, a, there's a really... access panel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And act, let me see. It's it's open his access panel and press the manual circuit re rewrite button or something. Repair unit? Repair unit, that's it. And then have him call me so that I can actually tell him what to do, because I'm not gonna give you the instructions. <laughs> um She does this and Crystal Man appears and f- they fight. Uh, he steals Crystal Man's power <clears throat> and immediately kills him with it. Yeah, it's a, it's a real fucking... Like, Crystal Man has, like, comparatively to the other Robot Masters uh, who have, you know, been one and done. like, Crystal Man has appeared quite a bit in this episode. But, like, apart from, like... I don't know, does Mega Man... Oh no, he does. He does zonk Mega Man out of the uh, the the gantry for the the rocket, doesn't he? But like mm-hmm. this, like the second he appears on the scene in the moon, Mega Man taps him on the chest. Now I've got your power. Shoots him out of the air. His arm explodes and he's dead, gone forever. That's it. To be fair, it's not quite like that. He says, "I've got you," and then Mega Man touches yeah, him and says, yeah. "I've got your power." Yep, he does. That's true. Um, and then the world leaders are going to hand over everything to Wiley, but then Dr. Light interrupts that and <laughs> says, no, they're not, which I don't know if he has that authority. That was, a, yeah, that's another note I have is uh, like, for some reason, the fact that like this, like squabble between Dr. Light and Dr. Wiley taking precedence over any international authority at all <laughs> is just very funny to me. Like, you know, the mayor of the, the mayor of the state of New York gets involved. Doesn't matter. Dr. Light and Dr. Wiley are here. The fucking, the, you know, the military 
military generals are here. Doesn't matter. Dr. Light and Dr. Wiley are here. The whole UN? Doesn't matter. Dr. Light's like, no, <laughs> you will do as <laughs> I say. Um, and then they're going to shoot a city? I'm assuming it's going to be New York, but it doesn't matter because Mega Man bars a door with two sticks so that he can redirect a telescope to reflect the laser blast back at Dr. Wily. We'll notice we're at 22 minutes, so (laughs) things are going to speed right the fuck up. Um, Everyone gets owned and they run away. And then Mega Man high fives the astronaut, and the episode is over. Yeah, there's not uh, not so much of a fade out gag in this one, huh? Uh, one thing that I so really the mission enjoyed... was a failure. Oh, you had so the mission was a failure. They just lost the focusing lens. Yeah, but so Tina's dad is going to get fired. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did they destroy the lens? Does that happen? They destroyed the whole like gun. Oh yeah, they shit. reflect the beam back at it. So like the whole point, like starting point of the episode, which is get this l- lens up to this other place, is like, oh yeah. well, the lens is gone. Like it got there, but then it was destroyed. I mean, from our perspective, that's probably a good thing, right? Because as soon as no, yeah. this this lens fell into Doctor Wiley's hands, there was no weapon available to contest it. So it's probably <laughs> a good thing that it was destroyed. Yeah. Um, what the fuck? It- is this show <laughs> oh my um, my apologies I think I said Crystal Man was from Mega Man 4 he's actually from Mega Man 5 it's Toad Man that's from Mega Man 4 would you like some trivia? I would love some trivia there is an obvious reference to Star <laughs> Trek in this episode it is made by Crystal Man when he tells the guard bots that they are about to go where no bot has gone before that is based on <laughs> Captain Kirk's famous line in the opening credits of the original Star Trek, to boldly go where no man has gone before. Does this imply death when Crystal Man says it? Or does that imply that he's going to launch them into space? Uh, I, I actually can't remember the context in which Crystal Man says this line. Our second one, I take a little bit of a... Um, Take umbrage, I guess? Is that the word? Yeah, that's a word. And that's not the only famous pop culture reference in this episode. Almost immediately after the Star Trek reference, Gutsman... This this whole line is is in the text. I'm not... Yeah. Uh, Almost immediately after the Star Trek reference, Gutsman says, Here's Gutsman! That (laughs) is a reference to Ed McMahon's famous intro to Johnny Carson, Here's Johnny, when Carson hosted The Tonight Show. Is that... Meg, uh, MMKB. I mean, you've 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 not straight led us astray before, but you didn't want to do a little bit more research on that one. <laughs> I think they did too much research. <laughs> is the thing? Maybe, like, maybe. This is a reference to The Shining, and The Shining is probably a reference yeah, to yeah. this. So they just did too much. Yeah. <clears throat> or you know, uh, they could have at least have mentioned both. Yeah. Um, I got some quotes here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Proto Man says, 10 4 Supreme Space Cadet, sir. Yeah, I believe that. Mega Man, 
It doesn't give context, <laughs> but I'm going to. Um, but this is after Mega Man falls out of the shuttle. Yeah. Mega Man. Whoa. Good thing Dr. Light built me stronger than Humpty Dumpty. Which is such a such a bizarre non sequitur. <laughs> like, okay, sure. I mean, you know, he did just have a great fall, but like, it's so weird. And our last quote is from Roll, who says, Why didn't you tell me you get space sick? I'm surprised fewer people in this episode get space sick. You know, has Tina been to space before? Being in space really fucks up your body, but you know, Tina's pretty pretty cool with it. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Like I said, she's a new type. She is. Yeah, sorry, I forgot. She is. A, she is a new type. <clears throat> uh, one thing that I really, really like about, like, I really enjoyed uh, visually in this episode is uh, seeing once uh, Doctor Wily and Proto Man's cover is b- blown. And they're uh, just sat in the uh, uh, the rocket like controls in spacesuits. It was just like it's just so funny to me because those two are like they're always sat together at like <laughs> desks, like at like the uh-huh. console of Doctor Wily's ship or this rocket or some other desk. It's mm-hmm. just it's just, <laughs> it's just so funny. I don't know, like like just in different like. Uh, I, I really wish that for the rest of these episodes we get that image, but with them in different like workplace attire. <laughs> it's the same energy as that Kurozo picture. I, I'm not. Where Kurozo is just not sitting at his desk. With... Oh yes, yes, yes. I'm familiar with this image. Sorry, it's Kurozo Iron Mask Rona from Gundam F91. Yeah, no, I, I know who you're talking about, but I didn't. Uh, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not super familiar with Gundam F91, so. It's the best Gundam. So I've heard. Um, it's time to pay our respects. To a, a friend, to, to a countryman, to a crystal man. He's chugging that Pepsi in the sky. <laughs> um, so, Crystal Man is a robot master. Sorry. Crystal Man was, was a, robot a robot master, master. <laughs> from Mega Man 5 that was created by Dr. Wily predominantly to help finance his operations through the creation of artificial crystals to sell. He can use his he could use his ability as a special weapon, the crystal eye, which allowed him to attack by instantaneously producing and launching barrages of crystal orbs that could rebound off surfaces and split into multiple smaller orbs when they hit their targets. He could also attack with energy shots from the crystal in his body. A mysterious, mystical individual who preferred to keep to himself most of the time, Crystal Man was skilled in the art of illusion and fortune-telling, something of an allegory to the crystals he produced resembling the crystal balls often used by fortune-tellers. His colleagues had a hard time trusting him, though, and he had a dislike for scientists. uh, there's, There's some trivia here about Crystal Man. Shall we... Is it is it is it is it interesting? I don't know. <laughs> oh, this one's good. Uh, Crystal Man's weakness against gyro attack in Mega Man 5 was in reference to how mineral crystalline structures, even diamond, which is one of the hardest minerals on earth, can be cut down and polished into a desired shape due to their more overtly stiff and brittle molecular structure in contrast to the tensile and malleable composition of metal. Crystal Man's dislike of scientists likely stems from his personality trait of enjoying divination and fortune-telling, especially through crystal-gazing. Scientists confide in the scientific method, and their overly pragmatic (coughs) attitudes on how they see life works, 
which is on the opposite end of the spectrum for Crystal Man. That sentence got away from me, and also the person writing it. <laughs> um, I would also like to say that Crystal Man was designed by Yusuke Murata, same designer of Dustman, who is the artist of Ice Shield 21 and the weekly Shonen Jump version of One Punch Man. Dustman drew Ice Shield 21. The artist of Dustman. <laughs> Yeah, just the, the way that that sentence is built in the trivia section makes it look <laughs> no, like... I, just, I got it. I just saw it. <laughs> so, uh, rest in peace, Crystal Man. We hardly knew ye. I'm sure you're getting Fushigi lessons from David Bowie in the sky right now. Bowie? Bowie. You can say Bowie okay. if you like. I won't okay. judge you. <laughs> Uh, he also appears prominently in the comics, it seems like. Oh, well. Oh, no, we're going to have to read those for the show, aren't we? <laughs> oh, no. Um, I feel like every episode of this show we've done so far, I've found something else that we're going to have to do for this show. We're not going to have to do comics. Okay. If you say so. You're in charge. Um, it seems like his knack for divination comes solely from the line, I'll show you your future from Mega Man and Base. Oh. <laughs> uh, but. That's it for Crystal Man. That is it for Crystal Man. And I suppose that is it for this episode of Russia Radio. Yeah. <clears throat> In which case, Nora, where can people find you online? You can find me on Twitter at NeitherNora. You can find everything that I do at norablake.online. How about you? You can find me online at twitter.com slash curl underscore underscore brace. And you can find my video game live streams at twitch.tv slash curl ebrace, all one word, where I will soon be... Wait, when's this episode coming out? Uh, this episode is coming out... It'll be coming out um, after the, the first video game episode, right? Yes. Okay. Or or with it, or alongside it. Okay. Right. Well, anyway, you should follow me on Twitch, because then you'll be able to see all of the live streams that I do for myself, and the ones that I do associated with this show. You can follow the podcast at RushJet Radio on Twitter, and you can send us emails at RushJetRadio at gmail.com. I assume we haven't got any of those yet. Nope, not yet. I guess we didn't... Did we mention the email in the first episode? I don't know. Anyway. I don't remember. But... <laughs> it's in the past now, so... So, until uh, until next time... <laughs> until next time... What is it? Now we... Now we've got your... No, now you've now got our you've podcast. Now you've got our podcast. Now you've got our podcast. <laughs>